0: My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Friday, November 5th. On to the matchups here for Week 9 Fantasy Football. Diving right in. Not going to skip a beat. And we are going to talk about the Cleveland Browns facing the Cincinnati Bengals to start the show off today. Interesting matchup. Obviously, a little bit of a storyline heading into this one because Odell Beckham Jr. will not be a part of this contest, nor will he be a part of the Browns going forward. Uh, he is no longer with the team. He was released. Uh, well, he's got to go to waivers first. We'll see if he clears waivers. Beckham would like to clear waivers. The Browns were kind of setting it up so that he didn't clear waivers. So we'll see what happens uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously, we'll wait and see. In terms of his fantasy value, you're not going to be able to use him this week, but maybe he lands in a good spot. Stay tuned there. Jarvis obviously gets a little bit of a boost because he's now the clear top target yet again. Uh, and there's that, but he doesn't have a lot of upside. I really just think this is a Nick Chubb week. Chubb has historically performed well against the Bengals. I know it's always a different defense he's going up against, but you know the divisional rivalry is real here in five games against the Bengals. 93.4 rushing yards, 0.6 rushing scores. He averages 18.9 PPR points per game. That is three points higher than his career ha- average of 15.7. Of course, Joe Mixon will see a ton on the other side. Uh, with Mixon, the matchup is not exactly the best matchup. Cleveland allowing 5- 3.58 yards per carry to opposing running backs, but still top 12 volume for Mixon. Uh, Joe Burrow is rolling. It's a much better matchup for the passing game than it is for the receiving game. So Burrow is in the top 12 this week. Denver and Dallas. Uh, well, Dak is angling towards playing. I, I you know, he's going to be back on the field. C.D. Lamb is another story entirely. I don't have a practice report for today. He did pick up an ankle injury this week, and now is is uh, well, he didn't practice yesterday, so he may end up being listed as questionable for this contest. Be prepared for that one. Obviously, you use him if he's playing. We use Amari Cooper. I don't know if we'll see Michael Gallup this week, too, by the way. Uh, I'm not overly bullish on him, but regardless, on the other side, honestly, there's really no difference in my eyes between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And in fact, I think Javante Williams has been outplaying Melvin Gordon if you watch the darn games. But if you simply scout the box score, Gordon looked phenomenal last week, right? Because he had two touchdowns and Williams had no touchdowns. So there's that. Uh, Just be careful there. As long as Gordon plays okay, we're not going to have a breakout from Williams, but I'm still keeping Williams on rosters, and I'm flexing both of those guys this week. Moving on to Houston and Miami. And by the way, if you want to make start-sit decisions and you want my input there, I give you my input on every single player in my rankings over at ftnfantasy.com, so make sure you go check those out. Uh, It's the easiest way to make a start-sit decision. Start the guy who's ranked highest. It's what I do. Houston, Miami. Terod Taylor will be back on the field. It's a tempting matchup, I'll tell you. But I'm not using him outside of two quarterback leagues. I have my quarterback 21 right now. He's got Brandon Cooks, which is great, but he doesn't have much else. So not streamable this week. On the other side, Tua is more than streamable. Now he will be without. Devontae Parker, who had a setback with the hammy. Yay. (laughs) Awesome. But at the same time, you still have Mike Kosicki. You still have Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is up in, inside the top 20 for me now uh, with Parker out. So he's a rock-solid, high-volume wide receiver to play. You were going to start Gasicki regardless. It's not a bad spot for Gaskin. Just know the many faces of Miles Gaskin can always rear their, their ugly heads at times. So RB20 for me right now. Atlanta and New Orleans is a terrible spot for Matt Ryan. Not only is he likely to again be without Calvin Ridley, there's no indication that Ridley is coming back this week. So no Calvin Ridley. The matchup is brutal. You're going to use Kyle Pitts as usual, Cordero Patterson as usual. Even in a tough matchup, he's still a top 12 play. But Matt Ryan, quarterback 23 this week. Oh, yikes. On the other side, Trevor Simeon looks like he will be the starter. Not not Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill will get some looks here, but they're going with Simeon. So it's actually not a bad situation for Alvin Kamara. I just hope we don't get vultured on the goal line here for some touchdowns. Either way, if you picked up Hill, can't use him in a one quarterback league. I really don't think you can use him in a two quarterback league. Stay away altogether. So it's really just Kamara here. Trevor Simeon isn't a top 24 quarterback, so he's not in play for two quarterback leagues, though he should be rostered. Pick him up if you need a spot. All right, let's go to the Raiders and Giants. Obviously, the Raiders, well, the offense is going to look a bit different this week, but I don't think it impacts Derek Carr. 324.1 net passing yards per game. That's second in the league. Not a huge touchdown guy, but he is this generation's Phillip Rivers. Still rock solid, safe option. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards at his disposal. Zay Jones will have a larger role. Carr's a back end quarterback one this week and a safe top 15 option going forward. Be careful with your perceptions on Kenyon Drake. Josh Jacobs is still the lead back. Kenyon Drake is still the number two. So I'm not using Drake. I've met 36 this week. I am using Jacobs Web at RB15. You can run on the Giants. Saquon Barkley will not be back. Uh, Initially, in my article, I wrote that, you know, he could be, well, he's not going to be back. Uh, He did not practice today, so he got off the COVID list, but he didn't practice, so he's not going to play. Joy. Awesome. Freaking amazing. (laughs) So good. Ugh. DeMonte Booker will be a mid range RB2. Yay. Uh, We're keeping an eye on Kenny Galladay. I don't have news on him yet. No Sterling Shepard, but it looks like, you know, Kadarius Sony should be fine. So he'll be in the wide receiver three conversation. New England and uh, the Carolina Panthers. Not going to be around the bush here. Christian McCaffrey does not look like he's going to play, although he's being called questionable. If he plays, I think you have to start him. If he doesn't, obviously it's Chuba Hubbard. We don't know who's going to be under center for them, but it doesn't really change my outlook on. Uh, DJ Moore, he's still a high volume wide rec- back end wide receiver one or front end wide receiver two. I'm still using him. I don't care if you're angry at him for fantasy. I'm still using him. <laughs> um, Damian Harris is seeing heavy volume, and they're actually favored in this one, so it sets up for another Damian Harris week. He's about all I really feel confident using on the New England side, maybe flexing out Myers but that's about it there. And oh yeah, Hunter Henry, top 12 tight end. There you go. All right, let me take a quick break and then we will talk about Buffalo and Jacksonville. All right. Well, Buffalo, you know what to do. Start everybody. Josh Allen, Diggs, Sanders. I think Sanders bounces back. Cole Beasley is banged up, so keep an eye on him, Zach Moss. And you could even flex out Devin Singletary for giggles if you wanted to. On the other side, uh-oh, um, James Robinson. Yeah, I don't believe a word Urban Meyer has to say ever, especially here. Called him day-to-day. Uh, Day-to-day guys don't miss practice. They go limited in practice. So we got to see what ends up happening there uh, with all of that. Right now, very dicey. It's a terrible matchup if he goes. He's only an RB2. If it's Hyde, Hyde is a, a flex option. I'm only really using Marvin Jones. And that's it. Uh, Moving on to Minnesota and Baltimore. This one's pretty straightforward with one notable exception, but let's roll through the straightforward stuff first. Cousins, fringe QB1. Dalvin Cook, yes. Jefferson, yes. Thielen, yes. Streamer for Conklin, right? Lamar, yes. Brown, yes. Andrews, yes. No for Rashad Bateman unless you need a desperation flex. It's the backfield. So, Latavius Murray won't play, so I don't want any piece of this Baltimore backfield at all. Here's what we saw last time. Freeman, 29 snaps. Bell, 22. Williams, 21. That's a three-headed monster with no juice. It is not a scary monster. It's like a Disney monster, and uh, I'm not going to use any of that there. Chargers and the Eagles. Well, on the Philly side... Be very careful with Jordan Howard. As of right now, he is on the practice squad. He is not on the Philadelphia Eagles active 53 man roster. Uh, where you know he's been signed to it, none of that. So he reverted on Monday. He is not actually on the on the roster here. Now they could call him up, and it's a great matchup. Chargers allowing five yards per carry to opposing running backs. If he's not elevated, Boston Scott's an RB two. Kenny Gainwell is more of a desperation flex. Could be a better game script for him, obviously. Well, it should be better than last week. And by the way, Jalen Hurts, I- I'm tired of the <laughs> created narratives, first and foremost. But beyond that, like it's a good spot for him. He's a running quarterback. That's what's. That's where we're going to get a good chunk of our fantasy value from him. And then anything he does with his arm is just icing on the cake. Dallas Goddard's obviously in a good spot, and we're starting our usual suspects on the other side. Just Justin Herbert, Eckler. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Jared Cook is, you know, obviously every single week a possible streamer option at tight end. Green Bay, Kansas City, Aaron Rodgers not playing in this one. Jordan Love is playing. I think you could stream him if you're desperate. Quarterback 17 in one quarterback league, you'd have to be a little desperate to go that far down. Uh, likely you'd have other options on waivers, but in two quarterback leagues, rock solid in DFS. He's a free bingo space. He has had. QB one reps at least in the offseason, so it's not a terrible spot. Plus, the matchup is great. No, no major impact on Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams. Both of them are still locked in as starting options. You may be able to flex out AJ Dillon. On the other side, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey every single week. Daryl Williams. Now, be careful of the narrative out there that that uh, Derek Gore is like right on his tail. That is not the case. Last week, Daryl Williams played 52 snaps. Derek Gore played 16 there's no competition here. Just keep rolling with Williams as an RB2 and make sure your expectations, like anything, make sure your expectations are in the right spot so that you're not expecting video game numbers because then you know, when you get generally close to what you expect, it's easier to keep an even keel about your mindset for fantasy purposes and not make crazy moves. I um, had somebody who tweeted me earlier today who said that somebody in their league spite dropped Kyler Murray. That's one of those irrational moves. Yeah, Kyler Murray is now questionable. By the way, I'm moving on to Arizona and San Francisco. He is questionable for this game. It's going to be a game-time decision. His head coach said earlier in the week that Murray could play if he doesn't practice. So he could play, have a backup plan in place. It'd be Colt McCoy if he doesn't go. Same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. He could play without practicing, have a backup plan in place just in case. And if he does play, he's best viewed as a wide receiver two, not a wide receiver one. Don't mind Christian Kirk this week as a wide receiver three in this one, by the way. On the other side, well, it's the backfield is interesting. Cause so Elijah Mitchell's coming off a really solid outing, but you do have the possibility of Jeff Wilson suiting up. If Jeff Wilson suits up, he essentially, for me, leapfrogs Trey Sermon, but not Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell should be good to go here. It's a it's a pain tolerance injury, not uh, he's so hurt he can't play injury. So be careful there. Be careful with George Kittle. If he plays, he, of course, is top 10. I just don't know if he plays. That's the challenge. Uh, Tennessee and the Rams. Well, Adrian Peterson is officially on the 53-man roster now. Apparently, he impressed the team enough to get elevated. Of course, he did. He's Adrian Peterson. I mean, hey, he's not Adrian Peterson from 10 years ago, but he's still Adrian freaking Peterson, and he'd go out and play football uh, even at 36 years old. So you could flex him. I'd prefer McNichols, but there's not much of a gap between them. RB 28 for McNichols, RB 32 for Peterson. The big thing here is how does this impact Ryan Tannehill? Plus, the matchup is terrible. If I get away from Tannehill this week, I'm going to. Still going to use A.J. Brown. Uh, Could see Julio back on the field as well. On the other side, start him if you got him. Stafford, yes. Cup, yes. Woods, yes. Henderson, yes. Higby, yes. Even Van Jefferson, yeah, as a wide receiver three. I think the Rams put up a ton of points in this one. Uh, Chicago and Pittsburgh, to round things out, Monday Night Football for you here. On the Chicago side, there is the distinct possibility that David Montgomery gets back on the field. Does that mean that we start David Montgomery? No, it does not. I honestly think this is what happened. The plan was for Monty to stay out through their bye week, which is next week, then come back, then reassume his role as a lead back. Well, plans don't always work out in the NFL, and they didn't plan for Damian Williams to get hurt before this week. Damian Williams is hurt, not practicing, and I don't think he plays. If he doesn't play, that may force Chicago's hand to have an active body but it does not mean that we expect David Montgomery to get a 25-touch workload. I still think it will be Khalil Herbert. We'll keep a close eye on this going forward. But if it comes down to Monty's active, expect the tweets to read. David Montgomery will be active but is, only, is expected to have a reduced workload or something to that effect is what the tweets will likely read. It'll still be Khalil Herbert. Be careful, though, if you're going to use Khalil Herbert. Sometimes it's better to play it safe if you have another RB2. That may be the route to go. Justin Fields is not in play this week after last week's breakout. But after last week's breakout, we do have to keep an eye on him to see if there is a real breakout down the stretch brewing. On the other side, Najee Harris touches the ball a lot. 23.6 touches per game. That's pretty awesome right there. Uh, He's in play. Johnson, Claypool, they're obviously every week starts. But what about Pat Fryermuth? I like him. I like him after last week, that pretty touchdown pass. Now, be careful. I don't want you tweeting me being like, Jeff, I know you love Fryermuth. I don't, I don't love Fryermuth. I like him. I like how he plays the game. But I'm still only using him at tight end 14, so he's a possible streamer. And just remember, anytime we are using tight ends, if it ain't working, you move on to the next guy. When the game is done, it's time to move along. So anyway, I'll be moving along as well. Remember, ftnfantasy.com. Go check out everything over there. Rankings, all the goods. All the goods over there. Use the promo code RATPACK. At Jeff on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliffe on Instagram. I'll catch you on the flip side of the weekend. Enjoy whatever you do. Enjoy the football. And remember, put the cell phone away. Close the laptop. You don't need to focus on your fantasy scores every single second of the game. Don't make football a miserable experience. Do the Ratcliffe Challenge and just watch football and enjoy it, baby. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side of the weekend. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.